Hey, what up? This is Todd jumping in here real quick. If you haven't already done this, please subscribe to Thrifty on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. That'll pay some positive dividends for the show down the road. If you listen on a podcast app on a mobile device, make sure you subscribe there as well. That way it's easily shareable to a friend of yours, because I'm sure some of your friends want to be roaches too. If you ever want to hit us up, you can do so at thriftypodcast at yahoo.com. Yes, I still use Yahoo. We take your questions, your comments, and we take a lot of your concern as well. On this episode in particular, we do our first ever thrifty Q&A. So the questions that you submitted, you'll hear answered live on the show. So submit a question sometime. We'll hit you back. All right. Sorry about that. On with the show. Hi, Roaches. I'm Todd Tondera. Welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could use in my daily life. My mission is to do this all while spending the least amount of money. Each week on the show, I invite a friend to thrift with me. We gather a haul and drag it back to the studio to tell you all about it. My boy, Josh, Last Call Larkin is here today. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Trying it out. I don't know if uh, roaches. I think we're gonna. I'm gonna go roaches. I I think it might demand a vote. I don't know. We're not on the side of being called roaches. So yeah. If there's another insect preference that people have, or yeah, thrifty podcast at yahoo.com. Just just hot or cold, roaches or no roaches, because <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I think we're divided a little bit on it, but hopefully the feedback. <laughs> hopefully the feedback comes in and can, can lean one way or another for it. Uh, but this week on the show, we actually have a pretty decent haul, which I'm happy to say. Uh, square off the bat, we're not the most, uh, it's not the, the cleanest show or the most perfect show. Uh, last week, I'll be straight up honest, there wasn't an episode because I just spilled fucking barbecue sauce and everything. Sometimes that just happens in life. You just, barbecue sauce happens to be out because you're cooking live on air. Uh, yeah, that's something that, uh, something that I did, uh, but you know, you, all these uh, uh, big wig podcasters make those excuses. Like I was busy. I was I was doing somebody else's podcast. I was on a tour in L.A. Oh, sorry. I was in in L.A. or New York <laughs> for a pilot. Well, there was just straight up no episode last week because of barbecue spot, sauce spillage. Cooking barbecue sauce on a forming <laughs> grill <laughs> during a during an audio setup. Yeah. I so mean. I do have a clip from last week that you will hear at some point, but. Uh, it got sauced. This week, however, boy, we got sauced before we got to uh, the outlet. Josh is back, as I mentioned during the intro. Uh, I actually, one of his uh, uh, things that he got from the hall today, something that I looked up last, but we'll be talking about first. Josh found a beanie ba- baby scorpion from 1997 yeah that's right up my alley of things a grown man needs in his life um but it was yeah it's a scorpion beanie baby i thought my daughter might like it stinger the beanie baby his name is stinger and like she has all kinds of odd you know crazy ass stuffed animals i thought why not put a scorpion in the pile the reason why i'm bringing this up first is because it is the second time in a month's time that I saw a scorpion and thought it was a crab while high. <laughs> you did refer to it as a crab. <laughs> You're like, oh, a crab animal. No, this this is a scorpion. The last time I saw a scorpion and called it a crab when I was stoned was like three weeks ago. And it was the WWE Sting 
there's the, a WWE line of action figures called WWE Mutants, and I thought Sting was a crab person on the fucking front. And I was like, holy cow. Like, why did they make Sting a crab? Like, no. He he's was a, a crab f- man. And I was like, oh, it's his... Oh, it's a scorpion. More than crabs have pinchers. Yeah, it's not like pinchers immediately. Crab. There's crayfish. <laughs> You've got lobster. There's a whole fucking world of animals out there. Crabbed it. It's a crab. So anyway, so when you were looking at that, and you're like, oh, look at this. And I was like, oh, crab. And then in my head, it clicked. I was like, it's a scorpion it, again. Oh, shit, once again. <laughs> Bamboozled <laughs> by beans. Yeah, these damn crustaceans. I got so stoned. But uh, today, I want to start off uh, with my find is something that also, while stoned, was pretty cool. I was looking at a uh, one of those those plastic jack o' lanterns that I always find, and I always see if it's in from Norfolk, Virginia. You've got to check the dates. Which funny story. At a party, Todd just happened to notice. Oh God! <laughs> it, was a, it was a Stanley Cup game or something like that that uh, we had gathered for. And Josh invited me to his friend's house, and I've never met them before. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just decided to randomly grab a pumpkin in the middle of like eight people standing in the kitchen all talking, and Todd had to jump up and check the date on a pumpkin <laughs> on the fridge. Just asked a random person at the party, "Hey, is that vintage?" <laughs> And, uh, it, and they were what? They were like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I was going to leave it. There was a moment I was going to leave it. I was going to leave it and not say it. And then I was like, oh, no, I got to. I, so, uh, I reached. Uh, like, dudes were serving, like, chicken on a stick around me. And I'm trying to reach for the pumpkin. Excuse me. I need to know what year this <laughs> pumpkin was produced. <laughs> so it was in Norfolk, Virginia. But today the one in the bin that I found wasn't in Norfolk, Virginia. But as I was picking it up, since it was Halloween-related, uh, this woman who I've never seen there before, she comes wheeling around, and she goes, want a skeleton? It was, was like, like a... a ske- <laughs> want a... Yeah. And I was like, oh, she meant skeleton. Skeleton. A thrift store drug deal. She just happens to pop by. You want want a skeleton? You want a skeleton? A skeleton? And I was just like, yeah, I want a skeleton. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I want a skeleton. skeleton's head. And so I got this five-foot plastic skeleton that glows in the dark. We're going to use it for the cover art this week, so you'll see it. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, As we brought it home today, I was uh, enjoying it and... uh, Josh found something out about it that I had not realized, but I now know why. Yeah, it's missing six fingers. Uh, six <laughs> fingers. Five on the one hand completely, and um, just one on the other. I don't know if it's a thumb because it's not really properly proportioned. And but. it's a clean slice because uh, I slammed it in the car door, actually. <laughs> Severed it right off. I was outside smoking a cigarette. And I looked by the car, and it's not there. So I think it. I think. I you, think it was the outlet. Yeah, yeah, I think you killed it there, or perhaps <laughs> at our fire <laughs> fine dining experience afterwards. <laughs> Taco Bell, baby, that's where you got to go after these shindigs. Taco but Bell and thrifting just goes hand in hand. It's nuts when even in my own human body, living in Pittsburgh, when I even when I hear Pittsburgh language, it's still I'm just like, what the fuck is that? You guys want some skeletons? That yeah. So that that's what came of there. Uh, speaking about Pittsburgh, we got some cool Pittsburgh memorabilia. Uh, I got, and I'll pass this over to you because you mentioned that you wanted to take a look at it. This is a replica of Three River Stadium from 1970 to 2000. It was in our baseball city. It was in our football city, and we did both in this, motherfucker. And this replica is probably, I'd say, like four by three, but it's a replica of Three Rivers Stadium, which is a stadium that doesn't exist in Pittsburgh anymore. I hadn't noticed until it was too late, but there is a crack out of it here, so that kind of sucks. But this, I remember, uh, did, have you ever been to the stadium? Were you ever in it? Yeah, I was in it a couple times, like as a kid. Yeah, for mostly, I don't. I never went to a football game then, but I saw a lot of baseball games there. Okay. And the last football game I went to in this was when the Tennessee Titans were first a thing. I think it was their first or second year, but they played the Steelers and beat them. And what's fucked up about this is that was at that old school AstroTurf. So the when they played baseball, it was on the same AstroTurf. You had like the field. So like it over. looked like 
it like the baseball field was the football field. So like, boy, did this shit look so weird in comparison to like modern day, like seeing shit on in HD on TV. Yeah, that's when teams had to share stadiums because they weren't putting out you know six billion dollars every fucking ten years. So I thought that was kind of neat, and uh, yeah, I have a lot of fond memories in that. And that's like a like a good uh, coffee table piece or something like that. Yeah, I like that it's got the um the baseball stadium or mm-hmm. the the baseball setup on the field here too. Yeah, be, I that was actually like a, a giveaway. Um, that was from like I think it was like 2006. So our new baseball park, PNC Park, in 2006, that was like a giveaway. Uh, but you could get your own online for like ten, thirteen, fifteen dollars, depending. Maybe that's why it's cracked. Maybe it's like you know at the start of the demolition. Maybe it's a memorial piece like uh, that. You know, as, that that photograph in time as it was blowing as up. it crumbled. That was a big thing. Like that was the the biggest event in Pittsburgh in years when they blew up the stadium. Like everybody watched the stadium get blown up. You just sat in lawn chairs. You put out your parking chair. Oh man, <laughs> days in advance. And then our the goddamn Mellon Arena, which is our hockey arena, that took like years to demolish. It didn't have it. It didn't have like a goodbye send off blow like blow your head off trigger bash it they was just like peeled it apart <laughs> piece by piece so there was no it, it, there was no like goodbye it yeah. was just like eh. Eh. they wanted well they wanted to save that and turn it into something but the stadium they were just like fuck it blow it up yeah like, but they're like oh but the maybe hockey arena's got a cool roof maybe but the other piece of memorabilia we got is a foam finger from when three river stadium was alive yeah, that's when uh, Doug Drabeck modeled as the Pirates logo as well as pitched for them. <laughs> this is a foam, a yellow foam finger from 1996. So a very bad Pirates team for sure, but it, it does piece well uh, with that. I looked up foam fingers similar. They're like 20 bucks. Well, it's not ten- bad for a fucking piece of foam. Now you get the foam finger in the stadium 10 years apart and like... Mm-hmm. They've never been good for a 10-year stretch, but at least you can build that bridge. Yeah. Um, but uh, we actually have, like, a lot of cool baseball stuff this week. Um, to switch gears a little bit, uh, one of my – well, I actually got a, a couple of different video games. I have uh, Donkey Kong this week. Uh, that's off the Atari 2600. And uh, from 1982, this is the oldest game Maybe the most to say about it, but I don't have a bunch of memories about Donkey Kong, this particular one. But they go from like 5 to $15, so I got Donkey Kong from 82. Uh, Madden 96 for Super Nintendo. 96. 96. That's I think, might be the year that the ambulance comes on the field when somebody Fuck. gets hurt. Is that the first ambulance year? I don't know if it's the first one, but I think they, they still had the ambulance drive on the field then. I'm and not they had like sure the little the stretchers and stuff like that. Uh-huh. The ambulance would run guys over as it came onto the field as well. Which in later years, the, the sea would part. But in this this year, I think they got blown Just out by that fucking, fucking thing. Yeah, run them right over. And the last game, which uh, Josh and I actually both have memories from, and it came into like a, a nice little plastic Nintendo sleeve. Bases loaded for the original Nintendo. This was a great game. I remember, I'm the youngest of three, and I remember playing this. And there were vicious moments because you just controlled your pitches by just moving left or right. So if you wanted to bean somebody, you could just take them out. And it made that little, like, dink. Dink? Yeah. Yep. Uh, It's from 1988. And uh, I believe this was one of the – I know it was one of the first sports titles, but I'm not sure games in general. But it was uh, uh, first games with speech audio, one of them ever. Yeah. 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 That was great because it would switch into like the overhead view for the pop-ups and be like, and then you'd be, oh. I remember in this particular game too, they didn't have the licensing for like your 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 like professional teams. Yeah, you didn't need it back then because if it was a baseball game, it was probably the only baseball game. You yeah. know, like even the old wrestling game, you know, wrestling. Like, it was just wrestling. You know, it wasn't they didn't need that shit because mm-hmm. there was only one of that. That if you played baseball, that was that the was base- the baseball game. That was the baseball game until later on. Then mm-hmm. you know there were a million of them. But, but each different each different team had like you know uh like 
a team would be like a great bullpen, great starters, and then the next one would be like great starting pitchers, but sucky fucking team. They were all kind of balanced. They were all like based off of real life teams, yeah. but none of them were, you know, you weren't the Pittsburgh Pirates. You were just Pittsburgh. I was just kind of like, uh, for nostalgia purposes, I was just kind of looking back and seeing all the players. There was paste fucking if you remember paste he batted 467 had like 60 home runs it was for jersey's team and i remember paste and i was looking up bases loaded paste there's fucking paste compilations on youtube i believe it i don't remember him but i believe it because if you've got those kind of stats like yeah you know you've got you're they're gonna bury you know like a guy like that in the game but that's incredible and if you beaned paste in the head with a fastball he'd charge he'd charge he was one of the first Maybe the first actual baseball players to charge the mound on a on a fucking game gaming console. God rest his soul, paste from New Jersey. Yeah, and then <laughs> there was uh, Miami had Hinter. He had a one point eight five ERA. He's like the best pitcher in the game, so he was like the Nolan Ryan. Okay. So the big combinations that were like sick as fuck were like the Hinter versus Paste. Dude, that's it's a whole thing. That's the best showdown possible in that game, yeah. Mm-hmm. And moving over from baseball to hockey, Josh, which is your favorite sport, uh, this is the first of its kind that at least I've seen in the wild. This is a Walt Disney Home Video preview tape. So it's a screener. It comes in a red and white Walt Disney box, but I have a screener VHS of D2, The Mighty Ducks, for promotional use only. Just a great movie. like. And yeah. I appreciate that it's not, uh, nobody tried to rewind it. So, like, it's right where somebody left it off. You have to pop it in right at that exact moment. I actually don't know the difference between the demo tape, which is this, and the actual film. Um, I didn't look this up. Maybe I should have. But this film is uh, an hour and seven minutes. I don't know how much the original D2 is. But I feel like there's got to be some differences in it. But the the cover is actually really cool. It has like the shiny, like mighty duck shit in it, the back. It's almost like, a, and the case is like almost embossed with like the Disney logo on yeah. it. It's really cool. Uh, You're gonna have to watch it. I'll yeah. watch it with you because that's I'll watch D two. You won't watch the aquarium tape on. with me, but you'll watch that. The I think the aquarium tape was like six hours. That's yeah, that's six hours with. With your boy. We could watch the entire Mighty Duck trilogy in the entire in that time. for the aquarium. That's fair. The The last time I was at the outlet, uh, I didn't have ma- much luck, but there was like this VHS hall that came in, and uh, that dude out back, you know that dude with the ponytail and like the hat that like smokes cigarettes and he always says hi when we walk in? Yeah, he's like the, the greeter. Yeah, he's sort of like the greeter, but also like... He's always working there. He's just always by in the that, door. In that area. Yeah. And, um... When I was going in the last time, I was, like, peeking over to see, like, what the VHS were. And he just looks at me, and he said, fucking stinks. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, I mean, it, he he wasn't wrong. I, I looked through a ton of the VHS I saw today, yeah. and it fucking stunk. Well, sometimes you just go there, and you just, like, end up, like, stinking or dirty. Today, I had a fucking slice on me or whatever. It, yeah, Todd got out of the car and had just, like, a... It was a know. solid two feet of black just from armpit to elbow. I didn't know. I, I got out of the car, and I have, I have like, a tank top on. It's still visible. I can still Is see it? it on you. Yeah. And... It I he was Josh said, look at your arm. So I look at my arm and there's like a black mark on it. He said, No, look on the other side. And from like my goddamn shoulder blade to my elbow is just like a grease track. It really is. It's just well right now it's like half worn off, so now it looks more like a poop smear than <laughs> okay. an actual oil track because it's lost some color. And now yeah. it's just kind of browning. Well, there's almost so much you could do in the ba- bathroom of a Taco Bell <laughs> to get yourself clean. A lot of people know that. <laughs> Uh, I guess John is how Taco Bell knows you now. I use code names when I eat out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to leave a paper trail. Well, you didn't because he <laughs> said John and, and you're like, yeah, it's me. And I was like, oh, really? John? We, we had, no, I told him my name was Josh. We had an entire conversation, but he started to talk about tattoos. The same yeah. thing he did to you. It's yeah. just, it's what he does. He just talks about tattoos and stands <laughs> at the Taco Bell counter. That's, that's what he was hired for in his interview. Yeah. But I was like, Josh, J-O-S-H. And he's like, okay. And just Josh, like he John. got to the O and was like, I know we said an H. 
Yeah. So, fuck it. John. Mm-hmm. I was going to answer. I'm well, not going to leave. I cleaned myself as best as I could in that damn bathroom. As we were leaving the outlet today, uh, you got to hold that shirt up because it's actually, I, the, the more times I see it, the less times I remember the name. What what do we have here, Josh? Um, size medium. Yeah, size medium. <laughs> I'm a medium. I'm actually like medium large, but... I think I can suck it in to squeeze in for the uh, uh-huh. the original world famous Captiva Island crab race. <laughs> yeah. Um, You've done some research on where that shirt's from. I did because I was really curious because uh, it says uh, Tween Waters Inn, and there's no like designation of a state and no designation of what type of crabs that they were. These are actual crabs, not scorpion crabs. <laughs> okay. Um, but they're you not. Have to, you have to. But they're not actual crabs because when I look this up, it's apparently a big thing at this resort place on Captiva Island in Florida. Um, and every Monday and Thursday, they race hermit crabs. <laughs> at, and they've been doing this, according to the shirt, since 1984. What? Every Monday and Thursday since 84? I don't know if it started with that kind of frequency. I imagine you start <laughs> crab races with like... Nobody's like, listen, Todd, I got a crazy idea. Twice a week, crab races, crab races. <laughs> you know, like it's like what what are those people they're like, okay, good idea. I'm gonna count of three, I'm gonna say it. One, yeah. two, three, crab races. Crab races. <laughs> uh, I think it probably started with like two people like who spilled over their bucket of crab, you know, hermit crab, like they have the little tourist trap yeah. like probably knocked them over while drinking and then we're just like fuck it let them race it's like oh oh that one's faster than the other one yeah bet you my hermit crab can kick your hermit crab's ass and then they're just like how about this one let's have three and then pretty soon they're like hey you know what (laughs) yeah next thing you know hermit crabs are in the line in the (laughs) in the bathroom all lined up just doing blow to get some speed races in (laughs) and what was the big one there's there's a big race the the super crab or something? Oh, NAS crab. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> NAS crab. This is how fucking great movie ideas are born. This is Disney Pixar's next next thing is NAS crab. They we've done cars. We're just we're we're human cars basically. Humans as cars. My daughter said that last Cars movie was a piece of shit. Move on to NAS crab. That's, that's where the money's at. How many car movies are there now? I think there's three. Three cars. Cars two. Car. Wouldn't it be like? It'd be dope if they went, like, car, and then cars would be the sequel. You know how many movies, or how many houses those fucking movies have bought for Larry the Cable Guy? <sighs> a yeah. lot. Yeah. Owen lot. Wilson's already got money. Larry ain't doing a whole lot more than being Tomater. <laughs> <laughs> Just a racist car. Yeah, hanging out at the crab races in Captiva Island. <laughs> <laughs> Get her done, crab. <laughs> I'm gonna spit my goddamn beer out. Oh. Larry is actually the. Uh, he's gonna do the. Uh, what do they call the the first car? Like the the lead car that does the. the oh, the lap. Yeah, like the lap. Yeah, yeah. He's just I'm g- fucking ruining my joke because I don't know what the term is. But oh, I know the white car that goes in front of the other cars that goes before them. Yeah, somebody email us and tell us the answer for this. But Larry's gonna do that. Roaches for the- email in. <laughs> Larry, Larry's gonna do that. For Larry's ne- gonna email in. Yeah, he's gonna do that for the next NASCAR. He's not doing anything. <laughs> well, as I mentioned before, uh, so last week I actually got a George Foreman grill the size of a UFO. I was with my buddy Lex, who came all the way from Reno just to be a part of the show. But unfortunately, I let him down and spilled sauce everywhere, all over the equipment. So I couldn't really edit a bunch. But it's all washed off and stuff. So what lives on uh, is this clip of me making some attic chicken. It was I. It was your idea, Lex. You're listening. Attic chicken, not addict chicken. <laughs> like attic a- chicken? <laughs> yeah, attic chicken. The seasoning so good. So Lex, Lex put me up to it. He said, grill some chicken in the attic while we record. And I said, yes, Lex, I will do that. Here's the clip. Just listen. <laughs> All the way from Reno, Nevada, my boy Lex Nowling is here. While we were out thrifting today, Lex, we found this giant George Foreman grill that's the size and the look of a UFO, and I think I'm going to fire it up and see what we could cook right on our show. I bought some cool meats. 
Yeah, you bought some meat. You won't tell me what the meat is. I'm gonna, I'll tell you what the meat is. I'll tell you what the meat is. But I'm in a third floor attic, and I'm going to be cooking uh, on a George Foreman grill on uh, an old family recipe of mine. What is the family recipe? The family recipe? Um, it's uh, barbecue chicken shrimplets. Um, what you do is you put chicken on the grill. And just flood it with barbecue sauce and water. So I got these So for the barbecue shramlets today. I got that. And I also got some pork chops that I'm going to be grilling. This is live, folks. Yeah, Todd's got pork chops, or it looks like maybe one pork chop. Yeah. And then some chicken strips. Yeah, you could just do the play-by-play for the, the fans. And he's just taking these out with his hands, raw chicken, and he's just throwing it on the grill. Yeah. And that's starting to sizzle a little bit. Yeah, it's going to sizzle. I don't know how I feel about mixing the pork and the chicken. We'll go three shramlets right here. So Do you far. have barbecue sauce too? Oh, of course. I have barbecue. The only things you need, barbecue sauce and water. Yeah. So now I learned that from my mom. He's grabbing the water and the barbecue sauce. Again, mm -hmm. raw chicken still on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> now, as uh, as I'm cooking these shramlets, oh, I forgot a fucking fork. So I'm going to have to uh, – I'm actually going to have to use my just my hands this whole time. So when I'm going to flip the meat, I'll probably burn my hands. And I've already burned it on cheese ravioli grease today. Yeah, we got some hot cheese rav – fried ravioli cheese. Second-degree burns all over your hand. And and no joke, one of the burns I had to peel skin off. I've already burned my – so I have cheese hand, and I'm going to be cooking without any utensils here so far. Lex, do me a favor. As I'm grilling these shremlets, talk about that weird fucking cat book that you found today, whatever that was. Pull that up. Start reading it. This is crazy. I, I So I picked it up. It says uh, it's Desiderata for cat lovers. Uh, and I opened it up, and there are just – it's there are poems. There was not a lot of books today, so I'm glad that you grabbed that book. There, I saw lots of John Grisham books. Really? Most, I didn't see any John Grisham. Oh, yeah. Most I've read. Otherwise, I'd pick one off for the fight back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are all poems about being better at life and being happy. And then that's on the left. And on the right is a cute picture of a cat. I can't read what's on those pages. No, neither can I. The It's a cream paper with cream writing. Fuck. Cream uh, on cream, not good. It's it's a cream on cream writing. If you want Keep going. I, I'm going to add can, some water I'm gonna, here. I'm going to read a little bit from this. So I'll start with a picture. It's uh, It's just a cute little cat. And he's playing with a mouse, a computer mouse. That's adorable. It's adorable. So yeah. I picture I picture a lady. She's not widowed, but she's single. She's waking up. Not widowed for sure. Just real sad. She picks up this book, turns to the next page, and every morning she reads one of these. I'll read a, a real little prose for yeah, you. Yeah, as the chicken sizzles. Yeah. So get real close to the chicken. I want Yeah. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you from what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself. Especially, do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love. For in the face of aridity and disenchantment, there is perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrounding the things of youth. Wow, that's some that's some typical wine mom shit, man. Yeah, so that's you read really that, sick. you look at a cat, and then you think about what kind of flowers you'll garden for the day. Hey, man, it's starting to get, like, really hot over here and really smoky, and I'm afraid it's going to light off a metal detector. No, shut up. It's supposed to light off a smoke detector. Here, open this BBQ sauce for me for these shremlets. All right. So I, I, I fully, uh, I, they're fully submerged in water, sucked up all the water juices. So this looks like it could be a good idea. So far, so good. Just worried about the smoke detector here. It's a tough go at it. The barbecue sauce is not the easiest barbecue sauce I've ever opened before. So there you go. There you go. He listened to that for me. Yeah, okay. So the barbecue sauce is good to go. Thank you, Lex. It's, smoking, it's not visually smoking, though. It's yes, it is. Or, it, yeah, I for mean, sure. Not like, <laughs> not not like, like it was. Foot. <laughs> yeah, not like it was before. So hit us up with one of those where I where I put these shremlets in some BBQ sauce. All right, let's read another one here. I'll just flip to a random page. I think the barbecue sauce is really gonna work some wonders here. 
Whoa, 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 hold on. Oh, shit. This is great. Each page is the same poem. What the fuck? Hold on. That's something new. Every I mean, there poem. Must, there must be 50 or 60 pages in here. Yeah. It's different pictures of cats, but the poem is exactly the same. Hit us up with that poem again. Well, I just read an excerpt of it. Okay. So I'll read a little more. Go passively among amid the noise and haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence. Only on thrifty, baby. As far as possible without surrender, be good. Be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly, and listen to others, even the dull and the ignorant. They, too, have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. Wow. They are vexations to the spirit. I know, those are looking pretty good. Yeah, you like them so far, right? I did watch The Grill, by the way. Oh, did you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure, I did. Because for a second you said, I don't oh, think it's been Oh, I just spilled before. the barbecue sauce all over oh, my shoes. No. What the fuck? Oh, These are my no. good work shoes. Shit. Well, now I've spilled... We'll save them. Now I've see it spilled the sauce on my work shoes. Yeah. You told me grilling in the third floor would be a good idea. I didn't say use your shoes. Yeah, I guess so, but there we are. This barbecue sauce really sets the sizzle, my man. Yeah, it's... I didn't eat barbecue sauce until about a year ago. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> yeah, that's something... Uh, I don't know, I just didn't think I'd like it. I don't like ketchup. So let's see how these shremlets are doing. Oh, man, those are looking real good. Yeah, so I'll put some more water on them as per the recipe. Is this an actual recipe? Yeah, oh, yeah. What does the water do to it? Oh, the water. <laughs> the secret's in the mix, bud. <laughs> so I have plates of, like, grease, barbecue, and water going. So get that to marinate there under the grill. That's the best part. And I think we're almost about done. Uh, we're almost ready to eat these. They, no, they do look really good. All right, now I'm I'm fanning over the fan. Oh, there's they look there's good. quite yeah, a bit they're... of smoke coming up. Okay, this done. they're done. You said this would be a good idea, and then I ruined my work shoes. I'll buy your new shoes. The only thing that ruined about them was they, they smell like delicious barbecue sauce now. Yes, I have barbecue shoes, but it's definitely smoking here. So I'm going to put the barbecue sauce water dishes down there. So... What we're going to have to do now, that's all unplugged. So these may be a little burned, but try one of these tremlets, bud. I'm ready. Here, put that on the plate. Oh, tremlet. Oh, no, right to the table. Right on the table. Now their podcast is doing this, eating live, being live. This is juicy. Yeah, right from the thrift store. This giant US UFO size. George Foreman Grill. Try that chick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, right? Mm hmm. Oh, uh -huh. oh, yeah. Hot. Man. Compliments to the chef, huh? Big time. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you okay there? Hold it together. <laughs> This is a professional show. Oh, uh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to just leave this in. I think yeah. it's not bad to leave it in. I got fucking crab races on the braids. <laughs> but thank you, Lex, for being a part of the show last week, man. Uh, we've known each other for a long time, and it was truly very cool to have a recording of us together, our voices doing something. And sure, it was making Attic Chicken, but uh, best of luck, Arena. Please come back. Next up on our finds today, uh, my main man, Josh, uh, he actually has the find of the day. Now, I think I was in the back of the room while you found this stack originally, right? Yeah, um, we got lucky today in that a lot of what we were looking at was visibly shit from a far ways away. That's a good point. I didn't think about it till now. Yeah, like I could, we walked to a bin, you could see that it was nothing but shoes or it was nothing but really bad, like, books. There was really bad books there. There was a lot of, like, um, just really boring glassware. 
there was a shitload of glassware and a big stuffed animal day, like big, big stuffed animal day, like the Pink Panther. Yeah. That returned to the floor numerous times. Yes. Yeah, so would go back and then come back out. Like, there was also that us. weird teddy bear that you picked up. Oh, that was creepy. Yeah, remember? It was just like, it was smushed, but it wasn't smushed. Like, it didn't have a proper face. Yeah, it that looked like it was, I mean, not only homemade, but like homemade like a long time ago. There was the Smurf that went with it. There was the bootleg Smurf that like looked like somebody had just got a pattern. Oh, oh yeah. And someone then, took it. Someone took that. Somebody bought I, saw, the, oh, I saw it in their cart. It didn't even have eyes. It just had like like eyebrows that kind of were circular. The lady with the curly hair, Deb, I think it was in her car because she to- showed me a Looney Tunes watch that she found. I told you about that. that yeah, was- it's worth $250 or yeah, something. Yeah, she found an inbox Looney Tunes watch. Fuck is buying? Is that adamant? I mean, like I know people get Tasmanian devil tattoos, and there's a whole category. There's a whole class of people who love Looney Tunes swag. Let me get a $250 Looney Tune denim jacket from Planet Hollywood, please. Yeah, like just like Taz dunking a basketball with like a b-boy pose of like bugs. I had that. It was Taz and Bugs, and they were wearing like low riding basketball shorts. They were uh, on mine. They were Orlando Magic. I will one up you, and I will add this. First grade talent show. Not only did I wear something like that, I I rapped Buggin' from the Space Jam soundtrack. Who said the bunny can't jam your buggin'? If y'all don't know who I am, you're buggin'. If bugs ain't the coolest in the land, you're buggin'. Laugh. The, yeah, you're only buggin'. Uh, uh, did what? you have anybody in a bunny costume? Because I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> William! <laughs> if you're going to do this again, we can get William. My new Facebook friend, Mascot William. For four hours. Yeah, William is a local hero to the Just, restaurant community here yeah, around <laughs> Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, William, Facebook friend for six hours. He's just a mascot that posts on Facebook. Uh, just got up. Time to be a giant chicken. He, he was a pig today. We waved to him. He was in the rain for four fucking hours. <laughs> he worked his ass off for Big Bob's wings in the rain today. Dude, is he's a godsend. Another level. Anyway... So the find of the day, Josh found a uh, box of 45s. Tell the roaches about them, Josh. Yeah, um, so the vote is over. Y'all are roaches. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, these are, uh, they belong to, I believe her name is Barb Scather. She wrote her name on most of them. Barb. Barb, yeah. She thinks she's dead? Probably. She's probably Barb dead. is, yeah. Probably recently passed, so mm-hmm. um, thank you for the records, Barb. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she had... Um, there were a, a lot of LPs laying around today, and that's usually my forte is 33s, but there just wasn't a whole lot that was good. Um, but I came across this little sweet box. It's like a reddish-orange. Yeah. Um, it's a Capitol Records 45 box, and inside of it, it was just jam-packed. Uh, I ended you said up, you only kept a third of what you found. Yeah. I bought, um, I counted them up, there's a dozen and a half. Um, nice. but it fits about a third of the box. So yeah, it was easily, you know, a little bit more than that, that she had, but in the boxes of that caliber from Capitol records themselves, there, there, there's a lot out there, but you said their prices kind of range. Yeah. This one, um, it's kind of, you know, it's roached in the corner a little bit yeah. and, uh, the hinge has some wear on the back part here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's not in bad shape for being as old as it is i mean it's 50 years old easily um all the records are from the 70s and or from early 70s and and cases like that you said they were like 50 bucks but this will probably since a little 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 haggard probably like 30 you could get 40 easy yeah i think i think it's probably in that range i don't know if being a capital records accessory you know like being stamped with that something makes it any more valuable i don't know i I know so little about 45s aren't worth much at all but Mm -hmm. apparently the storage boxes and I told you the only reason I bought the 45s is because they had this box, you know? Like, if it would have just been loose 45s, my interest is nil. Yeah, because you, you would have to carry all of those, too. Right, and my setup at home, I don't have storage for 45s. I have storage for 33s, but, like, I don't want to accommodate something completely separate. I have my tape box, which, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've got some tapes in there and one 8-track just to make sure that the 8-track worked. But, uh, yeah, now I have a, mm-hmm. a sweet little 45 box. Um, is it, what's some of the, you have 18 in total. Is there any favorites in there? That you um, like? yeah, I've got, um, Bob Dylan, Lay Lady Lay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have, uh, there's some Beatles in here as well. I've got some good old... Um, you had that Elton John one that looked really tight. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where Elton John uh, went here. but Somewhere it's, in the stack. Yeah, yeah, it's good by Yellow Brick Road. Um, John and Yoko, Instant Karma with the Apple logo on it. Um, Ticket to Ride with the Beatles. Some good, some good stuff. Yeah. So that was a, the best music find we found in a while because it was like really kind of shit for a bit. Yeah, I hadn't found anything, and uh, it got so bad, I actually had to go like record shopping this week mm. to the actual record store. Um, that's always a sad, sad day when you have to make a purchase that's just a purchase, like a regular fucking purchase. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, I, I got it. I got six, you know, six, maybe seven records, and it cost me a hundred times what I paid for these 45s today. Like, it was... And, and plus, like, you never have these experiences at regular stores that I had with that lady who gave me the skeleton. Like, she's just like, oh, you picked up this? Here's a skeleton for your time. Nobody who shops at another store, like, yeah, you don't walk by somebody at a clothing store and be like... Oh, I saw that dress you picked up earlier. You would look you, pretty in it. Yeah, would you also like this thing out of my cart that I've already decided to purchase for myself? Here's but shoes that go with that. You can have this as well. Like, I get your vibe. Here you yeah. go. Here's some shit for it. Yeah, so we're going to get out of here real quick. But as I mentioned before, coming up after the commercial break, we're going to be do our first ever Q&A. I'm so excited. Stay tuned, everybody. frothy toff see that's what you get for trying to show off for the audience the mm-hmm. roach i'm sorry the roaches oh, the you have to apologize you've <laughs> won me over so quickly on this it's grown on me because you continue to use it and i know that you know it'll wear me down <laughs> the sales strategy the, the more the more you hear it it's the the less it matters you're just like all right you're we're, we're, we're talking to the roaches now you guys emailed we will respond uh thrifty podcast at yahoo.com if you ever want to 
ask us questions or just like tell us something weird or if you want uh, me to thrift something for you or to find it, email in. If you guys just want to get together, hang out, watch wrestling. If you guys <laughs> want to just chill, watch like wrestling in aquarium VHSs, you know where to do that. We're down. But uh, we have some emails to get through. The first one, it goes, Hi, Thrifty. Here's my question. In my town, there are two thrift stores across the street from each other, one significantly larger. I, I think it used to be a Big Lots. It is next to a pizza place. I like. It's next to a pizza place that I like, and also maybe a club, but it has more people. Across the street is a much smaller thrift store that is next to an Aldi and the store I bought my couch from, but I've never seen anyone go into. I have never been thrifting. I also want to buy, I also at some point want to buy a coffee table and go to Aldi's as well as get pizza and maybe go clubbing if that actually is a club there and not just another store with a tall entrance. Bottom line, in your experience, should I go to the bigger but more pick-through store or the less popular store that may have hidden gems? Let me know what you think. I look forward to your advice. This comes from Jack. We have the same answer. I think, yeah, I think it's obvious what Jack should do. It's, just do do it. it all. Yeah, man, just live. Yeah, do it all. Take it in, Jack. Uh, if you want to go like to get pizza, get pizza that day. If you want to go to an Aldi, for those who don't know Aldi, I think it's like an East Coast thing, right? Aldi Grocery? They're the same people who own Trader Joe's, and I think that's national. So okay. Yeah, I don't know. So I pay say, a quarter for a cart. It's a sweet deal. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a dope deal for sure. I wouldn't you know ever tell them not to go to Aldi. But I'd say do it all. If you want to go through a bigger store that you feel like could be more picked over, that actually could be a good sign that it's a good store. I think the, I think the best... The best way to ease into it with never being thrifting, yeah, is to go to that store you've never seen anybody go into, mm-hmm. because if you've never seen anybody go into, I bet the staff would be super happy to help you. Yeah, and you go in and just be like, "Hey, I've never done this before. Can you give me any pointers? Can you show me where the good shit is?" Mm-hmm. And then you know maybe the next day you don't have to do it all in one day. Yeah, you know? don't screw mom and pop the first day. Don't screw them over. Make like, make friends with them first. Yeah, just go visit them, take a look at it, ease into the world of thrifting and then the next day or when you want to go to the club. I'd say the next day. I don't think you should go thrifting right before the club. You don't want to carry around a bag of smelly shit in yeah, the club. But... Like Halloween masks and yeah. like foam fingers. You don't want to really take to the club. At least in my experience, I've never done that. Yeah, I just go up to the DJ and I'm like, "Yo, what up? I brought all these 45s. You mind if I spin?" And we all know the DJs just work off their Apple laptops at this point. Yeah, nobody's a DJ anymore. Fuck. You just put a playlist. But Bottom line, go to both, but start with the small one. Yeah, ease into it. Dip your toe in the water. See if you dig it. Dig through through some trash. Pro tip, take a pair of rubber gloves just to be safe. To hit a home run, you don't need gloves. Next (laughs) question on our list today. This one comes from Jill. What are some of the weirdest things you found thrifting? I, w- I once found yearbooks from my old high school with pictures of myself in them. The surreal moment when you see yourself in another life. Oof. Oof. The weirdest things that we found. Yeah, well, to just go back to the glove thing, the weirdest, I think, might have been the, uh, the bullet vibrator. Um, yeah. So that supports the glove argument, but that's not, like... Like reflections of yourself, like per se. Have we met? Have we mentioned that that we have found adult toys on this before? I'm, I can't remember. I, can't I think remember we might have touched morning. on one of them, but yeah, we found yeah of uh, adult toys. Yeah, we found like a vibrator that Josh put turned on, and then you turned it on and threw it just somewhere in the store. And I was like, don't, I, I don't want to fucking. I hear found it. another. <laughs> yeah, I found another one today, but it had a plug, not a battery pack, so I couldn't do that. Oh no shit! I didn't know you did. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I found some like weird dolls, um, actual food. Sometimes I find ramen cubes in there. Yeah, you can find um, like the a lot of the the photo memories, like the yearbook. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I ever saw like a yearbook from when I was in school. Like the amount of things like that, mementos that people throw out is like even today we saw. The thing, kind of things that tell a story when put together. Oh, the wedding shit, huh? We saw an unopened wedding cake topper. And then in one of the other bins was a brand new Our Wedding album that had like the same MP. kind. 
the same motif. Yeah, completely empty, unused. Like, oh, things that you know. Um, if you guys remember, I mean, I don't know if white girls still do this. Probably, yeah. But like the friend cubes, you would get like pictures of you and your friends, and then put them on like a cube, sort of. I don't think that's a still a thing. It can't be, can it? I don't know. You never know, man. Do people print pictures? Yeah, but you'd print them out, and there would just be like a, a clear plastic cube if if you know what i mean you know what i mean but i we would find picture cubes of like teenage girls and it's just like i guess that friendship's done yeah fuck stacy yeah um i found uh a head of frederick Douglass who's who's in the studio actually it's actually fantastic i'm jealous of I'm not jealous of a lot of the trash that you buy, but <laughs> <laughs> Frederick Douglass makes the head me of jealous. Frederick Douglass. Yeah, uh, I found that. Um, there was that alligator head that I missed, which I, I'm still heartbroken about. That's a tough loss. There was an alligator head that had an open mouth filled with teeth, teeth for days, and oh. just a chopped head. Every day you find something that's the weirdest thing that you've seen in a while, like yeah. breast pumps. I've found breast pumps. We're talking oh. weird, but like to give those away for another breast. Oh, the, uh, numerous things of of pads. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if your you know relative dies and you're donating their stuff, like mm-hmm. you can keep some of the stuff. Like, you could throw some stuff away. Like, nobody's gonna buy Granny's old pads. Like, yeah, I doubt it. No, like I don't need to know how many were used from the pack before she kicked the bucket, and I'm not yeah, buying a final. discount pack. Yeah. So there is there's some there's some weird things, but I think. The the funnest, maybe the most fun weird thing I have is probably the Frederick Douglass head. I've definitely, now you have me thinking if I bought something weirder. A lot of this is actually getting, I'm getting to the point where it's getting over my head. So I don't know how weird things are that I'm doing. Yeah, I think the weird stuff you buy is different than the weird stuff we find. Like, we found some weird stuff that we've walked by. But, like, the weird stuff we buy, I mean, it's not super weird. We're into it. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to know. Yeah, Frederick Douglass had it. I don't think yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's just it's a rare find, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh this next one comes in. I actually I don't have Oh yes, I did. Leslie. This one comes from Leslie. Hi Todd, you mentioned you are looking for baseball talk. I find boxes of baseball cards when I go out thrifting a lot. Some are roached, some are not roached. I never buy them because I don't know the first thing about them. Do you collect cards? <laughs> Leslie, I don't collect cards. But I used to know somebody in the thrift game that did. His name was Paul. Um, he, I the the where I go to thrift, um, he doesn't go there. But where I used to go to thrift when I was a regular there at that thrifting uh, place, Paul was this dude that he would. Uh, I don't even know if I ever told you about him, Josh. But I don't think I know anything about Paul. He would report into me. He was like, I had a whole mono- like I a whole Todd monopoly of a place I used to go to, and I used to have cronies that used to report in. You ran a pyramid scheme. I ran a pyramid scheme. Yeah. You're the birdie Madoff of Goodwill. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was. They used to call me that a lot. Yeah, actually. the Madoff of Goodwill. Here he comes. Shh. Yeah, I wa- I would walk in and and man, I I did. I don't want to say devious shit, but like I would have like cronies that would come to me, and then if it was one of them. I would say the other one found something better than them and tell the other one, like, say it was like Paul and say it was like this guy Joe. If Joe would come up to me, I'd be like, yeah, Paul's finding some really good stuff. And if Paul would come up to me, I'd say, yeah, Joe's really finding really cool things. And so what it did, they'd be there every day. I'd be there like twice a week. I would go in and they would rush to me like what they had found. What were they getting out of it? Well, they just wanted to be the better thrifter, and I was—I'm no like—I was like judge, jury, and executioner. Not because I de- like it was just like one of those things when people who thrift talk about what they do and what they don't do. They want to be better than the next. So if I physically made an imperative statement to one of them, they're like, "Oh, I can't fucking, I can't do this." I don't think that uh, I don't think you watch Game of Thrones, but it's very much like like thrifting of thrones just playing each other off of each other to you know like your own personal gain and they're just like slaving away being like gotta yeah. get better for Todd for no reason no reason and uh, uh, one of my wrestling buddies my Diamond Dallas Page uh, he gave that uh, Paul gave that to me because he said look what I found and I was like that's really cool man I didn't ask for it 
but in my head I was like I want it but I don't want to take it and then like five minutes later he's like you could have it if you wanted it I was like I'll tell Joe have you ever apologized to Paul and Joe for for battling them on each other uh yeah I did actually I did I I uh well it's tough <laughs> I did apologize <laughs> but what what I did and didn't also know is like other people were doing that too because the same guys? No, 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 no. Oh. I was a victim of that. Joe actually was it was a double agent. Oh. He was doing that me and I don't even remember this other dude's name, but he was doing that to me and he didn't want to tell me that. So when you're like I'm sorry I was mean to you, he's like it's okay I've been cheating on you this whole time. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he was fucking with the record guy. <laughs> um but Good on him. Get out of your abusive relationship and better himself. Yeah, so we both like broke. We broke both bro- broke off from that. But Paul was like a good dude, and he was one of the good guys, I could say. But Paul, anyway, Paul collected uh, baseball cards. So if you ever found like if you go out thrifting and there's just like a big box of cards like mismanaged, like they're just floating everywhere, um, he would actually take the entire box. And look through it card by card, card uh, by card. I couldn't imagine doing that. Like I'll look through, you know, Barb's sixty records, but yeah, to go through a box. I remember those old cards. Oh yeah, they're just hundreds. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, Leslie, I don't collect them. I do know somewhat about them, but what I know about them is, um, if you have the time to sort through them, and if they're not like damaged by like water or something like that, or or what have you like look for the rookie cards any kinds of rookie cards hold on to them because if they're not like a super good like if they're not a superstar already i'm not saying they end up that they will be but if you hold on to those it could pay some positive dividends down in the future because you could get a card for like no money and if it's like you know now i actually have like barry sanders rookie cards like brett Favre rookie cards and at the time it's like who knows we collected when we grew up my brothers and i we uh we were big into cards um and my brothers i didn't have much saying because i was younger but they actually started an illegal baseball card shop in our basement fuck yeah uh where we lived in michigan And uh, our parents would buy us baseball card packs, and my brothers would take the good cards out and replace them with a shitty card and then seal the pack back up and then sell the pack for just slightly below retail value to our friends and neighbors growing up. But we had already profited off the pack. There was nothing good. You weren't going to get anything other than your scrubs. Like throwaways. Yeah, you know, just your fucking, I don't. So you'd have to be really careful about opening that pack then. Yeah, it was It was always had to be like a perfect thing. And then I don't know whether they sealed them up with tape or whether they used uh, like a hairdryer to get the adhesive to stick back together. But mm-hmm. that was a scheme for a very long time. And uh I don't know if my mom ever... I don't know how that was ever resolved or if we just did it until we moved. Or did it until you had enough, like, you just moved moved on with life about it. I was just there. Like, I had very little say in it. Was there it, any like, plans? Did you, like, to get, get, the, get the crowd wanting more? Did you ever slip in a good one or two? Oh, no. No. Wow. No, there was no reason to. They were just buying them, you know, because they were there and they had Willy money. Willy Yeah, like, mm-hmm. we, were, we would trade cards anyways, you know? Like, yeah. We would buy cards and swap cards. That was a big thing back then was, you know, swapping yeah. cards and trading around and stuff. And Yeah. Yeah, my brothers started a scheme. And, I mean, God, I was eight when we moved out of Michigan, so it couldn't have been – my brother couldn't have been any older than, like, 12 or 13. Do you think anybody still remembers those 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 B- Larkin boys from Michigan? There might be, but they're probably not listening to uh, there is one more email that I got sent in, but I'm actually going to save it for the last bit of the show. Uh, but I want to give uh, uh, some shout-outs uh, to Mary Kekik, kekik.bandcamp.com. That's K-E-K-I-C. And she did uh, the, uh, the one cheerleader said from her album, Pre-13. Mary's from Lakewood, Ohio, and it's kind of cool there. But check her out. That's the song you heard during the commercial break. And as always, bluffs for... Alternative reality off the album with the same name, which is the theme for our show for many reasons. Check out uh, Bluffs, stevebarres.bandcamp.com, steve, B-E-R-E-S.bandcamp.com. And the last email that we got today was somebody named Troy, and it merely said, Diddy Kong Racing and you are tied for the lamest things to come out of the 90s.
<laughs> Diddy Kong Racing? <laughs> of all of all the lame things in the nineties though. I was... didn't come out of the nineties. I'm a product of eighty seven, Troy. Yeah, I'm I'm eighty four. I've been alive since they've been having crab races in Captiva <laughs> Island. Alright? They fucking me and these crabs have been going for thirty three years. And Diddy Kong ra- Diddy Kong Racing is cool as fuck too, so chill on that. I don't remember Diddy Kong Racing at all. Yeah, it was dope. I, like, I remember Crash Bandicoot Racing. Diddy Kong Racing! racing. But... And then, like, the hovercraft and the planes and a little monkey friend. See, I was always in the category of fuck Diddy Kong in the first place. Did like... you write this? Are you Troy? <laughs> <laughs> Troy's actually my... No, no, I don't know <laughs> Troy. Um, you agree with Troy. I, I agree that Diddy Kong is fucking lame. And okay. there's no reason for him to exist. I guess. I guess. That's, like, a, that's an alt left opinion if I've ever heard one. Oh, fuck yourself with that. <laughs> um, but Diddy Kong, he's unnecessary. You know, like, eh, fuck it. Just make him, like, I don't know. It's, it's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roaches. Share the show if you dig it. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, give it to more Roaches out there so they can pick on whatever you left behind because that's what our fan base does, and that's what I'm proud of. Good night, goodbye, bang.